Bush and Richie with another Home Time Show podcast. I must apologise uh, if there's been any in, any interruptions uh, today. I need to share something that's happened uh, at home. Um, new carpets have recently been fitted upstairs in this house in some of the rooms. As a result of the carpets being fitted, a gentleman has had to come round and shave some of the doors for the doors to open properly onto the carpets. That's all great, but it's made the rooms, shall we say, less soundproof. So if you can hear uh, a toddler more than you've been able to on previous episodes of Home Time, or, for example, can hear things clattering around in the bathroom, blame the man who shaved the doors. Blame if in doubt, blame the man who shaved the doors. That's the motto I'm living my life by, that's for sure. I went out for a little lunchtime walk uh, today, stretch the legs, get out and about, clear me head, head of the show, all this kind of thing. And I know it's still cold. <laughs> That's obvious. However, Mr Blue Sky returned today and that was the simple pleasure that has made me feel great. So I, th- I kind of thought, just as we approach the final hour of the working day, final hour of the no repeat guarantee, and as we, we get underway on home time this afternoon, let's keep ourselves going by sharing the simple pleasures that have kept us going today and for me it really was as easy as just seeing a blue sky do you know for me this sounds really bad this is terrible parenting but it has made me feel better so i feel i'm in a safe space to talk about this amongst friends uh, what's made me feel good today is uh, i went for a walk uh, down to go and get a smoothie with my 11 year old she's having a little little break during her homeschooling and we had a, a little snowball fight in the churchyard just around the corner uh, and I hit her smack bang on the top of the beanie hat with a snowball from about 15 feet. I, I'm the master of the Patrick Mahomes style no look snowball throw. And I got her with it, an absolute beauty. And it's put a spring in my step. I feel I feel top of the world. 15 feet away is, is quite some distance to be throwing a snowball um, at an 11 year old as a, as a mid 40s, I'd have to say. Do you know what, though? If you can do it where you look one way and throw the other, it is a fantastic feeling. I gave her the eyes. <laughs> but you're right. It is a simple pleasure. I, I, I would have to say I would feel just as good as you did. Well, this is it. I, I feel good. Karen's has tweeted, beans on toast and not a Weetabix Ooh. in sight. Um, don't, <laughs> uh, don't get us started on that. I mean, what a horrendous mashup that was. Do we talk on this show not that long ago about people having a problem with beans? Did we talk about it? Yes. And loads of people have got issues with beans. I would say there's there's an equal amount of people who've got problems with beans as there is people who've got problems with feet. So beans on uh, Weebix must be absolutely freaking people out uh, today. Don't worry, it'll be a complete. Although we just talked about it, we won't. We won't you know, it's a safe safe zone. This show, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, other thing that people like consuming is uh, McDonald's coffee. And uh, Paul says his highlight of his day that's given him a spring in his step was his McDonald's coffee that he had this morning. I know people go there for like the the the, the drive through the burgers and all that kind of stuff and and uh, the breakfast, but the coffee is fantastic there as well. As it makes you feel like a New York cop. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. It is good. It's worth the drive-through queue at the moment. Uh, we've got Nigel on the line. Nigel, what is your simple pleasure? The fish was looking miserable. He lives alone in his big tank. His name's Dave. So I thought, <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not doing that this afternoon. So I'll clean him out. What an unholy mess I've made here. It's so <laughs> everywhere. There's, there's stones. There's gunk and m- oh good lord you wouldn't want to, uh, Nig- wouldn't want to Nigel where are you calling us from you've got a fantastic accent I spent a lot of time in Bristol you're a Bristol boy I'm a Bristol boy yeah born and bred South Mead 
<laughs> Brilliant. So this is South, South Mead's uh, answer to Finding Nemo going on right here. Uh, what did you do with Dave the Fisher? Did you have to put him in the, the sink he's, for a bit he, whilst he, you did his tank? He's now sat in... He, he did me washing up bowl. But he's just being even more miserable <laughs> now because he's just sat there doing nothing. I hope he's all... Yeah, he looks all right. Yeah, he's... <laughs> oh, dear. Do you talk to Nick? Do you talk to Dave, I, Nigel? <laughs> Funny enough, Every morning when I come in from work, I do a little sprinkle of and he comes up to the he says hello, we have a little chat, and I'm ready for bed because I do permanent nights. But we have a little, <laughs> we have a little chat. Like, it sounds mad, doesn't it? I'm talking to a, a thing. <laughs> only got, he's got a short memory of what I've got, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what an honour to have you on the show. And uh, I'm sure uh, Dave's going to be over the moon when he gets back into his tank and it's uh, looking absolutely resplendent. Have you got anything in there for him to swim around, like well, a little I, uh, diver's got, helmet or... Castle? Two, two two skulls, some stones I found when I went diving, and I got the music above him. So he listens to absolute radio 24-7. Well, at least he's not hearing repeats until five as well. Whilst you're well, asleep, he's got the no-repeat yeah, guarantee on. We he like did, that. He did, give, did blow me a few bubbles, so I know he's a West Ham fan like myself. So we're all, we're all, we're all clued up. We're, we're connected. <laughs> Kate's emailed and said, I've just shared some Thornton's hazelnut pralines with my husband partway through the work afternoon. I, Bush, you might be able to help me understand this one. How, how is that a simple pleasure? I, I don't understand. Surely you want them all for yourself. And you don't want your husband to know that you've bought them. Surely. <laughs> exactly. Please clarify. Please clarify. Uh, let's go to the phones again. Uh, lovely speaking to you guys on the show tonight. We've got Lou on the line right now. Lou, tell us about your simple pleasure. I live in South Lanarkshire and my daughter and her little girl live in Aberdeen. So we have video calls, if not every day, then every other day. And just seeing her little face just cheers me up every day. Oh, bless you. I mean, we do the same with my mum and dad who live down in Devon in Exmouth. And we're obviously mm -hmm. other end of the country in Leon Sea. And I always make sure I'm trying to call them each day so they can see our youngest daughter, Thea, in particular, who is just changing. The kids change so quickly over such a short period of time at that mm -hmm. age, don't they? Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely oh. do. It's uh, and it uh, it just warms my heart every time I see a little face. And she's um, she's got a, a little sister due in about sort of eight or nine weeks or so. Um, and I think she's just going to be the best big sister ever. Fantastic, a very proud grandmother, and uh, yes, yeah, some technology helping you to get that little pick me up every day. We love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, in the other bedroom in this house, my 11-year-old daughter Erin is uh, studiously working away, homeschooling going on this week. And I would say overall, I don't know how anyone else feels with this kind of thing, I'd say 90% of the time it's fine and she gets on with her work. And then 10% of the time it's kind of what I would call light-hearted skirmishing, uh, where we have a little disagreement <laughs> about something. It's fine, but it, we're kind of getting on each other's nerves. I was having a, like, a disagreement with her a bit earlier on today about the amount of time she's on tablet or uh, Nintendo Switch and that kind of thing. And she used two phrases on me that must be part of the kind of uh, child's legal speak patter that her and her friends use on the schoolyard. Let me explain. So at one point in the disagreement, she said to me, mirror, after saying something. Mirror means back at you. So I'd said something. She said mirror. That kind of <laughs> fires the laser beam back at me. When I was on the ropes with mirror, she then followed up by saying something else and adding the legal term personal padlock. Uh, apparently, personal padlock is a terminology <laughs> she uses on the yard to say no returns. And you know, it took me right back to when I was a kid because we had like <laughs> this unbelievable collection of like legal speak that we'd made up, like nonsense, but we'd made up, and it was 
at one point in your life, it was official legal. So like as if you're buying a house or looking at land deeds or something like that. For example, I remember when I was a kid, we would do uh, infinity plus one. So if you were doing a number, if, if, if you go back at someone with infinity plus one, no matter what they say, you're always one ahead of them. Because it, it would be then infinity plus one package, which was the terms and conditions. Uh, so do you have anything in your life back when you were a kid about, you know, legal speakers, a child? There's one that I can um, remember that I still use now, and that's 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 like shotgun and shotgun not. So, like, um, you know, if, if you wanted to be that person uh, that, that got the chance to do something, it'd be, oh, um, uh, shotgun going first or, or shotgun in the front of the car. You know, if you shotgun something, that was your right. But then now... I will be, it will be shotgun not. So say, for example, you hear the toddler's nappy suddenly go, I might sit on the sofa and go, shotgun not. And that will, that will mean that I am not changing that one. And that is Natalie's job. I love that. So the the original terminology for shotgun is, is getting in the passenger seat of the car. And this is taking shotgun into uh, different areas of usage as well, with shotgun or not, which is a reverse shotgun. Bush, I found a dictionary definition of shotgun not. It says, claiming ownership of the right to not do something. There is no way to beat shotgun not. It is final and absolute in its power. There you go. It's legally binding. Julia says Chinny Racon was when she was a kid, still insinuating that <laughs> someone wasn't telling the truth. Love Chinny Racon. And Tom says this yes. is topical, but we'd punch someone on the arm and say feeks injection. And they couldn't punch you back as then you were immune. Wow. I, I've never heard that one whatsoever. I'm going I'm to be writing these down. I'm definitely going to try mirrored uh, in any argument this evening. <laughs> See how it goes. I, I tell you what. If uh, there's any uh, people who've just had their uh, vaccinations recently, give it a go. Feeks injection. Try punching someone in your own household in the arm and then follow that one up. Uh, Sarah, what were you and your mates throwing around? So it was turn around, touch the ground, bags in, not on. When we were deciding who was going to do the counting, where we were hiding or some game like that. You can't use it in adult life, isn't it? Imagine that if it's someone's round to make teas or something like that, just turn around, touch the ground, bags not on. Bags not on. Or when I used it at work, a colleague emailed out a task that I didn't want to do. So I replied to all, even to the manager, turn around, touch the ground, bags not doing it. <laughs> and then <laughs> lo and behold, I actually didn't have to do it. I even shouted it across the showroom and it worked. Wow. Well, I can't wait for uh, this hometime show to be back in the studio together for me to have the chance to turn around to my respectable <laughs> friend here and say to him, turn around, touch the ground, bags he not on. Just use it in any instance, doesn't matter what it is, just use it. Washing up, anything. Brilliant, lovely to speak to you. Have a good uh, Wednesday night, take care. No, you too, thank you, bye. Joe's explaining this one, says, taxed if you wanted something, which developed into taxed MOT'd, and then taxed MOT'd beats taxed. Uh, I think if you're having to get accountancy into insults, I think it's all going a little bit too far. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love to take that on the next stage and maybe uh, display some form of the, the disc. If you're walking around your neck on a lanyard or something like that, back in the days when you used to have to display the tax disc, that'd be great. And now, Richie, you mentioned earlier on that your one was shotgun not. That's your legal terminology that you still use to this day, correct? Still do, yes. Silver Sarah says on Twitter, whoa, 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 everyone knows the international rules of shotgun are you can't negative shotgun, i.e. shotgun nut, to do something. If you do that, you've automatically volunteered to do it. <laughs> shotgun nut, Sarah. <laughs>
Uh, you can tweet the show at Absolute Radio. Lewis John says, guys, can you give a shout out to my 13 year old daughter, Ella? She's decided to clean the car as she's so bored. And she, of course, has Absolute Radio playing in the background. Uh, good on her. Good to see kids doing a bit of manual labour during homeschooling. But to deal with the uh, the idea or issue of being bored, which I'm sure has raised this ugly head quite a lot during the lockdown, can I suggest maybe a jigsaw? Uh, as you all know, I do a weekly board game podcast called Bush's Board Game Thing. Uh, the one that's just come out as of uh, this morning uh, is all about jigsaws, because I'm kind of intrigued by them. I've always been into board games and that, but I've never really done a jigsaw. And the one that I've done, or I'm doing at the moment, uh, for research for the podcast, uh, is about music festivals. The photo on the front is of a, a lovely, whimsical music festival. You know like the photos they would have had of the Isle of Wight Festival back in like when it was in the 60s, and Hendrix is setting yeah. fire to his guitar, and everyone's got... They're all sat on an ice cream cream van and, and uh, camper vans with uh, flowers in their hair and all nicely spaced out and people are dancing and all that kind of thing. The only thing is, that's well and good, but I don't think the photo really sums up the classic British festival. So if you, if you happen to see it on Twitter, it's all a bit too nice and stuff, really, to be honest with you. Uh, what classic British festival scenes needs to be in this jigsaw to make it more realistic? <laughs> well, for starters, um, the car park behind the main festival stage. I'm not seeing very many muddy tracks there. Those cars look very easy to get out. It's very it's very orderly and everything as well, isn't it? There's no one kind of trying to go up on the sides and get around a portaloo or anything like that. There, there are, as far as I can tell from looking at the photo as well, there are no sunburnt lads from Sunderland wearing St George's Cross flags because there's an England game on that night. <laughs> that needs to go in there as well. And there's no three-mile queue for the toilets. It's just not uh, authentic or realistic. Bush, I don't need us to uh, start yet another war with the breakfast show, what with everything that's going on with our, uh, <laughs> our Valentine's cards at the moment. But I, I must let you know, when I was listening at breakfast this morning, Dave uh, took away Emma's cool badge for talking jigsaws on the podcast with you. You're joking. There's nothing wrong with a jigsaw. Do you know what I mean? It's the it's the cool, <laughs> mindful thing to do. She's a cool lady. I, I cannot believe that. I, I feel like we need to get Emma on our, on our side. Do you know what I mean? We could sign her like in a, a, a tailor enter the transfer window or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just stirring. I'm just stirring. Uh, Susie's come up with a suggestion of what, what is a more um, regular festival site. Susie says a moat of camping chairs surrounding the stage full of people claiming a huge space with blankets, cooler boxes oh. and windbreaks that you can't get through to go to the bar. Oh, do you know what? I mean, talking about the fact that we've been in locked in and you can't go to festivals anymore, but even hearing about that is winding me up. Stacy says <laughs> uh, it needs to feature my tent and all my possessions blowing away in a storm, plus an additional scene of me having to sleep in the back of my mate's Vauxhall Cavalier as a result. <laughs> a very valid point from Fee says there's no mud, there's no wasps. I've forgotten all about wasps. <laughs> That's one oh, thing wasp. you don't get at the moment with this cold weather. Oh. Yeah, they'll be back. When was the last time you saw a wasp? Genuine question. I can't have seen a wasp in ages. September? Genuine question. Get in touch now. Last time you saw a wasp. Ian Deakin says it needs to feature a uh, stall selling trendy street food, selling wraps and falafel burgers for around £7.50 each. <laughs> uh, the bane of festivals, Ben going with mobile phones being held up. There's not a single one in sight. And then Kelly says uh, there needs to be a person sitting on someone else's shoulders blocking your view. Bush, final thought as we close uh, this episode of uh, the podcast of the Home Time Show. Um, regarding that 850 gram bar of Cadbury's dairy milk, 
If we were in the studio right now, there's every chance that some loyal and loving home time listeners uh, would send in uh, 850 gram bars of dairy milk for us to enjoy as a as a as a note of their gratitude for getting the show for free every day. Because we're broadcasting from home, that's not possible. Unless both of us right now share our home addresses, what do you think? <laughs> not in a million years. A man, I want that chocolate. But ho, ho, no, not in a million years. OK, uh, well, mine, uh, address it to Richie Firth, uh, number 13, Church Street. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't live there. <laughs> oh, God, I thought you were going there. Then that would have been amazing. Uh, or, I tell you what, I tell you what, what about this? Uh if you will pick a location, I'll cycle over on my Brompton. You slide it along, slide the chocolate along in a briefcase, like in a uh, in a seventies crime movie. Uh, we'll, Richie will check it whilst I've still got my eye on you, and then you we'll hand over to some the other good time show on Absolute yes, Radio. Great when idea. you go That's home, what we'll do. you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit of, of the no guarantee. guarantee. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. The Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.